0: as we continue to watch from afar, uh, more news coming out in regarding to traveling. Uh, less to do with us, more to do with people coming from Middle Eastern countries and arriving in the United States. The U.S. government is ordering all passengers on nonstop flights uh, to the U.S. from a few Middle Eastern countries to check all electronics devices. They say the only that only cell phones and smartphones will be allowed in the passenger cabin. Anything larger than that, like a tablet or uh, a laptop, something like that, uh, are not allowed in the cabin area. To talk more about all of this, David Hyde is with us, security consultant, David Hyde & Associates, and is on the line now. Hello, David. How are you today?
1: Very good, Scott. How are you doing? Good. So your
0: thoughts on this? I guess my first question is, uh, well, no, let me hear your thoughts on all of this first.
1: Well, um, there's been, uh, you know, recently, Scott, a little bit of chatter in the intelligence circles um, uh, in terms of just, terror threats. We new U.S. president recently, um, you know, a lot of things happening on the, that would, you know, ISIS are being attacked, pinned back a little bit abroad. There's plans about, you know, a big move against ISIS being you know, in the workings right now. So for a number of reasons, the terrorist chatter has increased. And part of that chatter, uh, according to what we're seeing unfold here, is the fact that there may be some type of a plan, whether it's actually a plan that's already uh, roughed into a degree or whether it's just being discussed, but to utilize different forms of electronics that's commonly found on on flights, like a laptop, like a tablet, a gaming device, or maybe a a, a digital um, uh, um, camera, that, you know, is a little bit bigger. It certainly could have some explosives in that would do damage. And it's a little bit difficult to screen sometimes. I mean, obviously, you know, we do see them screened at airports, but when you look at... You know, if there was a little bit of a lapse in screening, or somebody was able to slip one of these items through, it could bring a plane down. So that's that, that's the really the rationale behind this, Scott. From what we understand.
0: So will this ban make planes safer?
1: Well, I, I guess it really would would would. Uh, I mean, on its face, it may just given the fact that we know there are terrorists in the world motivated to bring down airliners. Uh, Since the 60s, Scott, terrorist groups have had a fixation on the aviation sector in terms of targeting, whether it be actual flights on the ground, in the air particularly, and or airports. So that is, I think, an assumption we can make. So I think anything that makes it safer on its face, you know, may deter somebody or may make somebody have to work harder to try to circumvent security. So I think it probably is a net positive. But of course, you always must balance this against the amount of um, confusion that it sows, uh, the amount of inconvenience, uh, the cost that it puts through to end consumers and to the airlines through the sector. And that's a constant balancing act in this, in this way of looking at how much security is enough given the level of threat and how much inconvenience and delay is, is warranted with the traveling public, this is definitely going to cause a little bit more delay. People are going to not have heard about this. People are going to you know, try to slide something past. It will cause more delays in lineups at some of these Middle Eastern airports returning back to the US. And by the way, the UK has just announced very recently, maybe even the last few minutes, that they will also be banning flights, I believe, from six uh, Middle Eastern countries, Scott, uh, in a similar vein.
0: I have just heard that uh, announcement as well, that they seem to be uh, involved. So what does that say, the fact that these two countries are involved?
1: Well, we might have had a bit of a different conversation, Scott, if this was the U.S. out on its own, right? Because, you know, Mm -hmm. on the one hand, we're talking about, is there legitimate reason for them? This has been in the works for a long time. The terrorist chat has been ongoing for quite a long time. So something's happened to make them decide to put these measures in now. Is it the legitimate, the threat trajectory has changed, and that's the reason why? Or as one official put it, is it the Muslim ban by a thousand cuts? Now, I'm not saying that it is, Scott, but right. I'm saying that's the position of folks that look at this. Let's say your listeners, that some of them may feel that this is legit and, and very likely grounded in some good threat information. Some people may believe that this is Donald Trump kind of trying to roll out another part of his platform. The fact that the U.K. now has come out, hmm. interestingly, that they've narrowed down, though, the in, in the U.S., Scott, it's, it's um, I believe, 8 Um, different uh, countries that are involved and a number of airports within like multiple airports in some of these countries in the UK it's only six countries and they've missed out some of the airports so it seems to me as though the UK has done more of a possibly a finite analysis of all the information and it seems to me also Scott that it is likely the airports that are deemed not to have top-notch security Mm. or are deemed to potentially have infiltration within either the airlines or within the airport workers. You'll remember, Scott, we've had a couple of instances, particularly the Egypt Air, where an Egypt Air employee was able to access a plane and plant a bomb and it brought that plane down. Uh, that was a few years ago. So there is reason to believe that terrorist groups are trying to infiltrate ground crews, etc., to try to be able to introduce these devices. So, again, all the more reason why they would make this kind of a move if they believe the threat levels increase. Scott. Want to hear
0: more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to the Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to three on AM 900 CHML.